On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Sue Moan Height. Yes, I got her name correct the first time, uh, which is absolutely amazing for me, as you guys know. It was really fun to chat with Sue. So Sue, uh, she's really passionate about makers, bakers, uh, all of the people that are making handmade goods, and uh, it really shows. And, you know, for, uh, to be honest, most of us who are listening to this probably came from that world when we first started out going to craft shows, and that's where it all, you know, first started, and then we started to scale online, and 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 that entire um, that entire process. Uh, and so it was really fun to chat with Sue and talk about, you know, how she consults and helps people uh, really scale and go beyond and figure out how to get their life back because a lot of people, you know, this will absolutely take over their life, their business, right? And and I'm sure you guys know who are listening to this. So really uh, suggest that you guys have a good listen to uh, this episode. And yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing your feedback. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look if you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount i highly recommend gorgeous Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands and it saves us tens if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets to Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am very, very excited. I feel like I'm going back to like the roots of when we started, even before e-commerce, uh, before we got into e-commerce, we were huge, my wife and I, going to craft shows and craft fairs. She did a lot of handmade stuff. Uh, her original business name was Carmen West Creative. And so she just had all sorts of handmade stuff in this creative uh, realm. And that's before, you know, we really got into um, some of our kind of bigger scale businesses. And so I've got a huge, just a huge heart for people doing handmade stuff. And so Sue coming on today 
is really, really exciting. So welcome to Secrets to Scaling, your e-commerce brand. Welcome uh, to Sue Moan Height. Thanks, Jordan. Well, now uh, you've just endeared me to you already <laughs> with that open. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So Sue, for, for people who don't know you, any of our listeners, uh, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm going to fast forward to what I do now because I've been on this planet for a little while, so there would be way too much to talk about. <laughs> but the two businesses that I have existing today, one is a product-based business and one is a coaching and online product business, which I think is very interesting because there are real differences between the two. But one of the businesses is called the Ribbon Print Company. We sell custom ribbon printing systems, so machinery, software, and product, so that people can customize ribbon right in their shop instead of having to order out hundreds and hundreds of yards of ribbon. So for example, Jordan, if your wife wanted to give you a box of chocolates and she went to a company that had our ribbon printer, she could custom print. Jordan, you are the most amazing husband in the world. Happy mm, She birthday. would definitely say that. She I would know she definitely would totally say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> so that custom, like one individual ribbon. So that's the current product business I have. It's We've been in existence for, gosh, I'm going to say 12 years, but I keep forgetting to go back and actually look at when we started, but it's been quite a while. And then through that business, we sell a lot through face-to-face -face shows, like exhibiting at wholesale shows, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. I identified this need within a handmade product arena that people were afraid to start their businesses. They felt like there was only one right way to do it, hmm. or they didn't have business or marketing education. So that was a hurdle they'd have to overcome. So I kept seeing myself getting into these conversations at the booth. With Is this women with the people you were selling to? For the ribbon print company. Okay. Yeah. They were at a show wanting to develop their business. Now, of course, yeah. these are the beginning, you know, because there were also well-established businesses who were at the shows as well. But yeah. this is where I identified the need that really, they need some help to see that it is not an insurmountable task. They don't need overwhelming. They don't need to go back to school and get a degree, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And that's where the whole idea of Gift Biz Unwrapped, which is my coaching and more educational online product side, that's where that began. And I started with, guess what, Jordan? Podcasting. Mm. <laughs> seven years ago. Seven years yeah. ago, I was actually podcasting for about three years before I ever started monetizing which worked out fine for me because the ribbon print company was going. So today they are very compatible yet very different businesses. So yes. we might get into some of the conversation around that at some point. Yeah, well, I love it because it's actually interesting because your business is really you're actually selling to the same customer, right? There is like, some overlap, not total, because with the ribbon print company, we actually have a lot of larger businesses as well. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into this because I'm I think that anyone who's listening to this uh, to this podcast, if they're you know wanting to scale and they're and they're looking for sort of those tips, we've actually all started most likely in the handmade world, right? Not a ton of people have just gone straight out to product. Some people have, right? If they maybe have a little bit of uh, history with you know importing from China or anything like that. Maybe they've gone straight to product or maybe we don't have a ton of drop shippers that listen to this. So for me, that's really my passion is those businesses starting out in that sort of handmade space. We were actually, a friend and, my, and I were talking recently about how we would love to, now that craft markets are back on, we'd love to go to craft markets. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and pick out a few incredible businesses that we think that their product could actually scale and help them out in an incubator sort of sense. So that's still that's still percolating right now in my mind, but I, I absolutely love 
love it. Let's talk about what some of the issues that you see when people are first starting out in that space have. The, in the handmade product space specifically? In the handmade product space specifically, well, yeah. I'll tell you, when we all got caught off guard last year, I think that a lot of handmade product businesses are selling face-to-face because that's the mm. easy way to start. Craft shows, if they buy into that lifestyle, um, they'll be selling that way. And if last year taught us nothing else, it taught us that you have to have an online component as well. As much as you like face-to-face, you have to have an online component. So I think one of the weakest things that I'll see people starting is not having what I'm starting to call a sales channel panel in place. And a sales Mm. channel panel is all of the different elements you need for a successful business. It includes, now this is given that you have a product because we're talking product right now, right? Absolutely. But that you have your product, but face-to-face is an element. Having a website is an element. Driving people through to your website through social is an element. Nurturing through email is an element. Networking, if you're going after corporate business, maybe networking, being part of chambers or BNI groups is also an element. And when you have a panel all set and put together, then you just increase and decrease the levelers on all these different elements based on what's going on in the world. Interesting thought, Sue. Yeah. So if people like the crafters, let's say who they love face-to-face, their life is going out to the shows on the weekends. That's what they do. They travel from show to show to show in the summer, which is reality for many people, you know, weather dependent on what area of the country you're in, et cetera. And some people probably love it too, I'm sure. Love it. They love it. That's what they love to do. So when you're able to do that, all these other areas of your sales channel panel can be down really low because you're doing the face-to-face shows. Mm. But something happens and you can't do that anymore. Had they had these other things in place, they could have upped the level, down the level, and it would have been, It's it was still challenging. I'm not going to put that aside at all, but they would have had these things in place ready to kick in to higher degrees all the way along. Because I believe you need all of those in your business anyway. You know, email, all those things that we talked about. And then you just increase and decrease the intensity of what you're doing based on the situations. And time of year. And time of year, going going into holidays or whatever it is. So, And we're seeing some really interesting seasonality right now in e-commerce, right? Especially like, so like looking back, if you saw what just recently happened. So we're recording this August 3rd, I believe, of 2021. July was, you know, being a part of every sort of forum and group that I'm a part of, July was brutal for most businesses. One of our bigger companies, we were down 25% uh, online year over year, right? Now, was I panicking? Absolutely not, because our wholesale business was up 300% year over year. So having those different channels were really what saved us with that business. And similarly with some of our other businesses that we own as well. So it's uh, just summing up what what Sue is talking about, just because I I love it so much is making sure you have that really stable foundation, especially from the beginning, right? Make sure that that stool has at least three legs, right? If it's a one-legged stool and it's just online, you're just going to fall, right? If it's two, you still can't sit on it. Um, But at least having three of those, uh, especially as far as like your income is concerned, to me, that's really, really important. Let's talk product and product scaling for handmade businesses. How do people like, where do you recommend and how do you recommend people start to scale? Like say they just have like just this incredible product market fit and people are like, I want this, I want this. How do you scale a handmade business? 
Well, I think it can be different for different businesses and the products that you have, but I'll start with one mistake that people make often is continuing to make more products, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like they think that that's the best way to do it. Let's take candles. Anyone who's ever been around me knows that that's like my all-time most favorite thing in the world. So let's say candles. If you sell candles, you want to get traction on your, first you want to be known for your product that you have, and then you want to get traction for that product. Let's say something was happening and my candles weren't working, meaning I wasn't getting in sales, don't keep making more candles. Okay. You you need to back off and say, wait, why is it not working? Are the activities that I'm doing not bringing in the visibility so that I even have an audience to buy? (laughs) You know, I think one of the other things that I see with handmade product creators is our comfort zone is making the product, you Mm. know? So we'll go back and do more work in an area that's comfortable versus doing more work, which is making the product versus doing more work in an area that's less comfortable, which is marketing. So going, on Facebook Live, going out Mm. to shows, talking. Maybe it's even I'm way into blogging these days because that's so good for SEO on your website and getting more people over to your website. So focusing more on the closer to the sale, the more revenue generating tasks versus resorting to something that's more comfortable, which is making more product, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, when we were first starting out, we'd always uh, remember when we were, you know, we only had so much time, especially doing handmade. Like when my wife first started out, she was sewing all of our clothes and it was just like so much of that, um, those sort of activities. And then we realized, well, actually we need to sell all of this, right? So selling is like incredibly important in there. If you have a bad product, you're not gonna be able to sell it. But if you have a ton of good product and you're not trying to sell anything, uh, you have to find that mix, especially, especially when you're first starting out. Do you recommend partnerships for people or because there's a lot of handmade people out there who are horrible at marketing and they don't want to do any selling. That's not what they got into this for. How, what, what do you recommend for people like that? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Do. Well, first off, I think a lot of people just decide that they're an introvert, you know? So the first yeah. thing I would do is challenge yourself and what you're saying and get rid of some of that. You know, like it's scary. We're all doing things that are uncomfortable. Wouldn't you say, Jordan, like you do things that are uncomfortable all the time? All or, the time. <laughs> you know, not naturally what you would gravitate to. So I want us to be a little bit harder on ourselves in the most loving way, right? And doing some of those things versus finding a, always a partner to do something like that, right? I think partnerships, I was actually just on a VIP call with my group this morning and they were talking, I'm going to use a word that they're like, we hate this word, collaboration. Mm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) when I'm thinking of partnerships, I'm thinking of how bringing two people together can make the whole thing greater, not bringing someone together to cover a weakness that you might have. Mm. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. But so there's that kind of a bonding of a relationship. And we can talk about that further if you want to. But then, yeah, like I don't know Facebook ads. I'm never going to run my own Facebook ads. Could I learn it? Yes. Do I want to? No. Can I build a basic Facebook ad for myself? Yes. But I'm going to hire that part out because I don't have the time to do it. So that's a different way of kind of coming together, but you're hiring in the service or you're hiring somebody within your team to do it for you. Like, you know, absolutely. You're not going to be your own accountant, right? If you're not, if you're not into numbers, that makes absolutely (laughs) no sense. No way, never, ever. (laughs) But I did want to bring up something else that I thought was important. I wanted to answer your question first, but also with handmade product businesses, if a product isn't selling, 
that's a great time to not get all upset. I can't do this company. No one wants to buy from me. Like, you know, all of that. It's to really observe why. What's going on? Are people looking at it? But maybe you sell knitted shawls and the yarn you're using is itchy, you know? Mm. And so if you just switched out your yarn, people would like it. Or maybe you have this fun shape that's very unique, but people don't know how to wear it. So observing and listening and asking people questions about your product can lead you to how it will sell too. Mm. So I think that's awesome. important. I just wanted to throw that in there as an idea. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about going to markets, right? Is that you actually can get all of that feedback. There's great ways to be able to do that online as well, but it's not the same as actually being in person, especially if you're doing like for you, your audience are, you know, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. And so part of that may actually be for bakers uh, actually doing like sampling. Uh, I'm not sure if that's if that's back yet with <laughs> post-COVID, but... <laughs> it is somewhat. It depends where you are. Most of the samples are individually pre-wrapped right now. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I, I want to ask you about, about your community and the way that you work with your community and the way that you do consulting, because I feel like that's something that probably some of our listeners could use. Um, I get reached out to for consulting all the time. And uh, unfortunately, I just don't have the time to do it. Lo- absolutely love to. But Sue, for somebody like you, who I can tell right away uh, would be awesome to work with, talk to me about how you work with people when you're doing consulting. So we're talking about on the gift biz unwrapped side, not the product that's right, yes. on the ribbon print side. Okay. Because yeah. they're too They're like really honestly so different. The way I do consulting, I do a ton of free work. I know that not everybody is going to be buying my paid programs. And I know that's really scary for a coach. I don't even want to call myself a coach, but like business advice to say. And I do that in a group called Gift Biz Breeze. So anyone who's a maker could go into this Facebook group. And I've gotten the group to a point where they are pretty self-sufficient. They do their own thing. They support each other. It's makers of all sorts, which is really really nice. I mean, I know there's groups out there for the different specific products like making soaps and, you know, all of that, which is more ingredients, the mechanics behind the production, all of that. Gift Biz Unwrapped is about business development. And it's really interesting to see how advice from someone making a different product transfers over and creates an idea for a different person. Mm. So that, so I do that. So we're in that group. The group kind of runs itself. I'm at the point where I'm looking to probably get a couple of moderators for that group besides me. Yeah, I have specific rules so that it stays on task doesn't get all junky, you know? Absolutely. Very important. <laughs> I go in there once a week and do Q&As to the group. Yeah. And it's mutually beneficial because I find out their pain points. I get content for podcasts. I help them. They get my coaching style. So that I do very intentionally because it's kind of back and forth. Yeah. And then I also have small entrance level programs and then all the way up to my, what people call signature program, which is called Maker's MBA. It's only one time a year and it literally take someone from the very beginning of their business all the way through to staying relevant in your industry Hmm. and possibly deciding that you're going to be done. You're going to sell or whatever it is. So it's a lifetime program because people Hmm. have access to it all the time. I don't know if you want me to go further with that or not. No, I mean, that's, that's really, really great. I'm just, I I wanted to get an idea for, for our listeners um, if they are interested in, in getting some sort of consulting there where uh, sort of what that looks like. So that's absolutely great. So I'm going to, 
ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is super easy. It's listen to your customers and give them what they want. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, it sounded like when you, when you said that before. I was thinking of, oh my gosh, what is that book? Um, you Ask, the Answer. Yeah. And how it's just so profound when you just listen to what people, the problems that people are having and the questions that they're asking. And then, like you said, you make a podcast episode out mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible what that looks like. Where else do you get some of that information from? Well, I was just going to say, I've done this wrong too. Like I've tried to, you know, because I have to, you, I feel like in the online space, I have to remember that my audience isn't looking at all the stuff I'm looking at. Yes. Uh, and I'll give you an act, a mistake I made about a year ago. I did a challenge within the group on setting up your Facebook shops. This was right when Facebook shops were coming out. Yeah. And so I have this program now called Set Up and Sell in Facebook Shops, but I did a challenge in the group, a free challenge, because I wanted to get feedback on the program. You know how we all do that? Yeah. My group didn't understand what a challenge was. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> that it was just for the time. And when the challenge was over, it was over. And they yes. were angry. They're like, I didn't have time to get back. Like, what was day three? I didn't have time. And I'm like, well, it was a challenge. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, but we know the, I mean, challenges. I absolutely, right. I think it's just an incredible way to get people into programs. Mm-hmm. But other people may not actually even realize that. <laughs> well, and if I ever decide to do one again, I need to like really spend some time and explain it more, right? Yes, like yes more. absolutely. So the other thing in terms of scaling is, and I'm going to jump over to the ribbon print company now for that one is with the ribbon print company, there's natural scaling because when someone buys the ribbon printer, the products that they need to use the ribbon printer, where are they going to get them? Hello. (laughs) You know, so naturally by the way that product was created, it will always scale because more people will buy printers and the more people that buy printers, then that those accessory purchases will continually build. And of course, there are some people who fall off each month and stop doing it, et cetera. But so that's kind of a model, depending on how products are created. If you make custom oil infusers, they're going to need the oil need that the goes oil. in there on a regular yeah. basis. And maybe you can make it so that there's special oilers that go with your diffusers. So you could build a similar type of a model. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, Sue, I got three more questions for you here. I hope okay, you I'm are afraid. ready. I'm ready. This is our, <laughs> I used to call it our lightning round, but uh, there's nothing lightning about me. I'm pretty slow normally, so... <laughs> Except for when I talk. All right, let's Um, do it. Okay, number one, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? So I have a lot of favorites, but I'm going to tell you one that I think a lot of people might not know. And it's called Braintoss. It's on your phone. And if you're in the middle of anything, let's say you're out to dinner with friends and they say, you got to watch this movie. Well, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I'd forget. So Mm -hmm. I pull up Braintoss on my phone. You can capture uh, photos, just audio message or text. And I'll just go in and I'll just say whatever the movie name is, make sure to watch it. And then I click and it goes away. And then it goes to my email. And the reason that's important is if you put stuff like that in your notes, you may forget to ever go back and look at it. Yes, yes. But in your email, it comes up and it's like, oh, there it is. I'll remember. And then I can write it down later. So it doesn't interrupt me in the life now. You oh, know? I love that idea. Oh my gosh. I am I am going to download that like literally right away. It is that so is amazing. Great. It's called Brain Toss. And here it is right there. I'll show you. All right, so watch this. So watch this. Here we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Check back and make sure that Jordan downloaded Brain Toss. Done. And now that message is going to show up in my email box. Oh, I love it. It's the one with the little uh, circle-y thing, right? The yellow. Yeah, it's yellow. Yep. Perfect. 
Okay. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. For for yeah, four really bucks, good. that's gonna that's that. I there's use so it, many things throughout the day. Yeah, I use it <laughs> five, six, seven times a day. I'm not even oh kidding. Gosh. Personal and business. <laughs> you hear something on a podcast that you really like? I could go back. Jordan West, Jordan's podcast this week, um, minute number fifteen. Yes. Yes. Or, oh, that's so great. Okay. There's so many is, ways to use it. Yeah. This is amazing. Uh, another question for you: favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I have recently been really enjoying, it's called Podcast Wars. Okay. Have you heard of it? I have not heard of Podcast Wars. Okay, let me just make sure I can tell, I can pull it up because I was just listening to it a minute ago. Well, not a minute. Yeah. Oh, Business Wars. Business Wars. Oh, Business Wars. Yes, 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 yes. This is where like they go like like Coke versus Pepsi and, and mm-hmm. those. And the yeah, evolution yeah. and the evolution and the timing of the business development and how they countered each other. Yes. Strategically. Love yes. it. Yes, Love it. totally. Great podcast. Highly, yes, highly recommend that one as well. Last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, they have to be alive, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, or all of the above, who would it be? All right. Well, this is a brand new one versus two days ago, um, if you were to have asked me two days ago, but I'm going to say Simone Biles. Ah, with the interesting. And just like, I think as a young woman who's had a lot of public attention Taking the actions that she did in this last Olympics and then, you know, like pulling out because she just wasn't mentally able, right? Mentally and physically with some of the things that go on as a gymnast. I used to be a gymnast in the day. And then deciding to come back and compete one more time. She ended up winning bronze. Hmm. But to come back again and compete one more time, because this probably would be her last Olympics, and being able to rally herself to do that after everything that she had been experiencing, I'd love to have a conversation with her. Mm. I have a lot of pride for her right now in terms of standing up for what she needed and then also coming back and competing. I think that's really interesting. Absolutely. So this was a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. I think that our audience is going to get a lot out of this. If anything, uh, you know, a lot of people listening to this, uh, I hope will have some sort of nostalgia and remember those times when it was so difficult, when they were making every single thing at home, when their house was completely packed to the rafters with product. I still, I still remember it. And it was, I'm happy to be, you know, I was going to say beyond, but that's not, that's not necessarily uh, the word that I'm looking for, but, but in a different position now. Right. But man, is that ever a fun time? Uh, Sue, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find out uh, more about you and uh, and join your group as well? So I'd love for you guys to jump over to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Um, we have people who, and we talk with people who are at all levels of business development, not just the starting people. Awesome. Um, Gift Biz Breeze is the Facebook group I mentioned. And Perfect. all of that can be found over on my website, Gift Biz Unwrapped. Awesome. Awesome. That is absolutely great. And we'll put all of those uh, links in the show notes for everybody. Uh, Sue, thank you again so much for your time today. Jordan, it's been so much fun to be on the show. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing. 
and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.